accumulation, preservation, generation. At Busey Bank, these are the principles we use to build meaningful financial partnerships with our clients and their families. With sound advice and vast resources, partner with Busey for a personalized approach to your legacy. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Member FDIC. Good morning. It is Friday, November 11th. Today is Veterans Day. And for those and their spouses who have put on a uniform, we say thank you. It is six minutes after 11. He's Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. And the wait to determine winning candidates in Arizona is taking forever. Election workers in Maricopa County still counting ballots. Of course, Maricopa County, the most populous county in the state of Arizona. They will continue county votes today. Bill Gates, not that Bill Gates, <laughs> the guy in charge of the elections, Bill Gates. Uh, he, he says that they're, they're just beginning with some of the 290,000 ballots that were dropped off on election day. He says that that process will uh, continue throughout today. Don't, do we have audio of that? I don't have audio of that, but we do have a theme song for them. Kevin, hit it. So I'd like to know one Arizona <laughs> and I'd like to know when in Nevada Come on now Count the votes Just count the votes, lady Count the votes Let's get over ah. Count the votes Just count the damn vote Count the votes Just count the damn vote Oh, okay, boy. so so for people who need to realize what's happening in Arizona, and uh, Eric Matheny, he's a uh, he's an attorney, I think he's a, a broadcaster, podcaster, had the most astute take on this of anybody because Katie Hobbs is the lady running against Carrie Lake. Katie Hobbs is the current Democrat Secretary, Secretary of State. State. The one in charge of so, elections. So she's overseeing elections that it appears if they would just count the votes, at least in the governor's race, the Senate race, I don't know, but it appears in the governor's race, if they would just count these outstanding votes based on where the votes are from, mm-hmm. she would lose. He said Katie Hobbs getting to oversee her own election is like when Pablo Escobar got to build his own prison. <laughs> Absolutely. How is it possible that, possible that Florida mm-hmm. can count whatever was 8 million votes in between hurricanes, mm-hmm. and it's the same states every single time, and they're run by Democrats. Yep. It's always the same people, it's always the same stuff, and they're always run by Democrats. It just seems to take a little longer, doesn't it? This is why people question elections. Mm-hmm. This is why people think elections are stolen. This is why people, if it, maybe it is. I don't know. Tony was talking about this earlier today. And maybe it is, as Tony speculates, government incompetence. Could be. Doesn't matter. Either way, it's unacceptable because it's always the same states. And again, for some reason, we accept incompetence, corruption, whatever it is, when it happens over and over and over again, and it always seems to work out in favor of the Democrats. Well, you mentioned Florida. Those 8 million votes were counted before midnight. Yes. By the way, we knew before the next calendar day reset. And and, and, and won. Indiana, 
basically the same way. I know some votes were trailing in as of yesterday, but for the vast majority of the votes were counted. Way more people voted in Indiana than voted in Nevada. I just I don't I don't understand other than and again, if indeed it is government incompetence, I guess, but it certainly seems when it is the same states, plural, every single time, and the movement always happens in the same way, and it always works for the Democrats, that there's something more than just government incompetence. I saw some pictures of Katie Hobbs inside the ballot rooms as they were counting. <laughs> Does nobody have a problem with this? This is the Secretary of State who is responsible for the election in her state running for governor in Arizona. Yeah, and again, it is a good. It is somebody made this point in the YouTube chat. It is a good point. If it is government incompetence, why does it always seem to work out for the Democrats? Yeah. Why does the government incompetence always sway the way of the Democrats? You'd think just statistically, half the time it would sway one way, and half mm-hmm. the time it would sway the other way. Mm-hmm. No, it always seems to work out in favor of the Democrats. But I put a big part of this on the Republican Party because they never do anything about it. They never, it never changes. They never force change. They never do anything. So maybe the Republicans just like it being this way. We do have some audio of Bill Gates, and he is the elections official in Arizona. And let's take a listen to see what he has to say about this situation. We currently have approximately 50,000 ballots that still need to be counted. We're still missing, what about the 12,000 that you said? Because you started by saying you processed those 14,000. They're all in that mixer. It's it's all combined. I'm telling you right now that there are 50,000 ballots, just over 50,000 ballots that still need to be tallied. And over the course of the next three days, we'll get them into the system. Over the course of the next few days, we could go through the weekend like you, this. You said something jokingly, but it's true. You will likely have Donald Trump's presidential announcement before the votes are finaled in Arizona and or Nevada? I hope not. Carrie Lake is predicting that she is 100% confident well, she's winning the governorship well, okay, so of this, Arizona. This is what's fascinating is, and again, it's social media, so take it for what it is, but some fairly mainstream, high-profile people keep tweeting about Arizona. I'm seeing a lot more about Arizona than I am Nevada. Nevada. And some mainstream people who are prompt, like I'm talking like Charlie Kirk, et cetera, uh, Richard Grinnell, those types of people. So we're not talking about like fringe, kooky people. I mean, Charlie mm-hmm. Kirk, you can say whatever you want about him. He's a mainstream businessman who's worth, has built a gajillion dollar empire. He's not a person who runs out to get egg on his face. Is has said repeatedly, like all these ballots that are out there in Arizona should be Republican ballots, the majority of them that are not being counted. I don't know if that's true or not. I saw the same thing from people like Richard Grinnell, who, again, are mainstream people. This is not Alex Jones making this proclamation. Mm -hmm. True or not, I don't know, but it seems like the votes that keep slowly coming in keep going in favor of Kelly. There's no reason they would say that if it weren't true, because they gain nothing by being wrong other than looking stupid. So, again, it doesn't matter whether they're right or wrong or not. All this time to count these ballots is completely unacceptable. Well, you know, and if Tony Katz is saying government incompetence, I would have to agree because I saw a report coming out of Arizona that said they ran out of ink on election day. (laughs) 
they they had enough for all the early mail-in ballots, but on election day, a bunch of the machines ran out of ink. Yeah, and you know what? That's interesting because remember when all those people were due the money from the state of Indiana this past year and the automatic taxpayer refund, and they didn't get the refund, and remember... Uh, Establishment stooge Tara Klutz, the state auditor's excuse was, well, we don't have the pe- the bright paper to write the check. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, if I made that excuse to send you the money that I owe, if I owe it taxes at the at the uh, in next April, mm-hmm. well, I, I'm sorry, Mrs. Klutz. I, I didn't have paper to print the, 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 the check. Yeah. Do you think they go, well, that's fine. Just get it to us in November. Well, That'll be can. okay. Yeah. It, 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 just the excuses from government that would never fly in the real world. And we just go, well, sure, that sounds fine. 20 machines ran out of ink. Okay, run down to office, Max. <laughs> just, and wait, go buy some. But is it any more ridiculous than the excuse we could not give you the money back that we are legally obligated to mm-hmm. give to you because we didn't have the paper to print the checks? It just, it, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting hanging Chad of 2000 stuck in my head. Like that loop just keeps playing over and over again for me. And we accept it for some reason from government when we don't accept it from Taco Bell. Why is that? Someone <laughs> answer that question for me. That if someone screws up your order at the local Long John Silver's, you go on the townie uh, chatterboard Chatter and blast. I'm sorry. I know people just get mad if I keep using the same restaurants. But if you go to the local Long Long John Silver's and they get the they give you a shrimp instead of fish, <laughs> you just lose your mind. <laughs> but when it's the government, people just go. Oh, oh, well. Okay. I guess guess that happens. Okay. So, you know, Florida did clean up their uh, election process. It was the Florida Election Reform Act. And in that, 15 pages of state rules and illustrations of examples of ways voters can fill out their ballots. So whoever took care of that needs to go nationwide. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And before we get into break, let's quickly talk about how Donald Trump apologized to Melania on behalf of fake news. (laughs) I just can't with this guy. He said, I'd like to apologize to Melania and Sean Hannity for all of the fake news and fictional stories made up out of thin air with no source, despite them claiming there are, being dumped on you by reporters and news organizations who know these stories are not true. So this is in regards to the report that Mm -hmm. allegedly Melania was the one who told Trump to endorse Oz. Oz. Obviously, Mm -hmm. the Trump endorsement got Oz across the finish line in the prime and the Trump was supposedly very upset with Melania because she told him to do a bad endorsement. Mm-hmm. And I, so he apologized he, to her. He, I said this last night. In fact, I'll just read it because I want to make sure, sometimes my own brilliance, I want to make sure it gets properly uh, you know, articulated. At Rob M. Kendall over on Twitter, if you'd like to uh, play along with us. Here's what I said. Trump is like a band that has one song. And that song was super amazing and everyone loved it the first time they heard it. But seven years later, when you're still just playing the one same song, it's boring and no one wants to see or hear it. 2015, 2016 was fresh and new. 2022, it's just lame. You know who Trump is? And Kevin will appreciate this because he's a musician. Mm -hmm. He's Mike Posner, who did the song Took a Pill in Ibiza. (laughs) That is exactly who Trump is. Took a Pill in Ibiza is an incredibly awesome Song, especially the the acoustic, I believe, original version of that song, and it's great. And every time you hear it, you're like, that is the coolest song. I can't wait to hear it again. It's too bad radio has to clean it up a little bit. Let's play it again. But by 2017, we were like, that's it? That's all you got? Mm-hmm. Where is Mike Posner now? Mm-hmm. What is he doing now? He's still playing took a pill in Ibiza, and he probably couldn't sell it to Vogue. That is Donald Trump. 
Yeah, Donald Trump said that Oz was losing before his endorsement, and he went on to say that Oz did a great job. And I really thought that you were going to go with the Chumbawamba reference, Rob. <laughs> I wanted to do something a little more current because it wasn't took a pill in Ibiza. Wasn't that 2016 when Trump was doing his stuff? <laughs> I get knocked down, but I get up again. It's 17 after 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Get along with old timers because my name's a reminder of a pop song. Yeah. I forgot, and I can't keep a girl, no. This was lyrically brilliant. Sun comes up. Here we go. I cut them all loose and works my excuse, but the truth is I can't open up. And you don't want to be high like me. It's a Michael Bozer song you were talking about yeah. earlier. Took a pill in a visa. One of my 20 favorite songs of all time. One hit wonder. But what is he doing now? You that's what Google's for. Doesn't Didn't you say he used to play like fraternities and stuff like that? It's Donald Trump. Donald Trump's going to be doing rallies at frat parties within a year. <laughs> He's going to go from arenas, just like my poster, to do- book Donald Trump to play at your frat party. The venues will continue to get smaller and smaller. <laughs> it's 21 minutes after 11 with Kendall and Casey and trending this hour, Veterans Day. Of course, there is a parade downtown Indianapolis. It starts at noon and the parade starts at Michigan and Pennsylvania streets. Also trending, cleanup efforts underway in southeastern Florida after Nicole damaged a lot of fishing piers around Fort Lauderdale. And finally trending, Rob, this one is for you because I know you like to reference the fast food restaurants. No. McDonald's introducing a new menu item. It is the Smoky BLT Quarter Pounder with Cheese. It will hit menus nationwide on November 21st. This is to replace the McRib. It features 100% fresh beef quarter pounded patty cooked right when you order. So it's hot and juicy every time. I look back on my life and I am thankful, knock on wood, based on my most recent physical that my doctor believes I am in good health. Mm -hmm. And as I become older, I have understood that the amount of damage I actually theoretically did to my body (laughs) from the ages of about 18 to 35. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I am amazed uh, that I am func- seemingly a functioning, relatively healthy, again, knock on wood, human being, because I lived basically in bars and drive throughs mm-hmm. and yet here I am. <laughs> take it, take that, sucker. Yeah, you were just uh, pounding brews and uh, yeah. ribs. Yeah, and, and I mean, I just, I think about, like, I very rarely eat fast food mm-hmm. anymore because I have realized, hey, you're getting a little older. You should probably start taking better care of yourself. I wouldn't say rarely, but not nearly as much as I used to. And I just what a horrific thing I did to myself. And 
I blame my friends and family for not stopping me and going, look at what you're doing to yourself. You were living off the dollar menu. Uh, yeah. And I didn't need to. <laughs> Somebody should have stopped me and said, you don't have to do this to yourself. You make a reasonable amount of income. You can afford some Bob Evans every now and then. Mm-hmm. What is this thing? What is it called? What's this new thing that... Oh, just, I, already, I already closed it's it out. Probably, it's probably... Sort of, it's, it's a BLT. It's a smoked BLT. Well, that might not be too bad. I mean, a BLT, it's hard to get in trouble with that, isn't it? I mean, that's not a thats not a triple quarter pounder or whatever. I mean, it's a bacon, lettuce, tomato. Hey, let's talk about uh, what you have here. One candidate lost votes big time in the Secretary of State race. One candidate lost votes not so big time. And one candidate gained votes big time. I, I, look, I think election results are fascinating. And mm-hmm. I don't know about those in listener land. I don't know about you. I don't know about Kevin. I really enjoy looking at election results because I think you can tend to sense trends of how people were thinking and is this a trend that tends to continue and you can break these things down and where do you go from here or how do you decide or whatever and so i thought in the um the secretary of state's race was really interesting because to me diego morales ended up getting 266,535 fewer votes Mm -hmm. than connie lawson which is a staggering number when you realize that is way more than 20% of, you know, it's a, it's a 20% plus threshold in terms of people who did not pull the lever for the Republican. So he was down 2.1%. Of, of the total vote, right? Mm-hmm. So like if we take the total vote, now his percentage of votes compared to Connie Lawson was far greater than than 2.1% in term, but in terms of percentage that someone gained, mm-hmm. Destiny Wells, for all the talk of Destiny Wells being this great candidate that was going to cross over, that was going to have all this appeal to all these people, all these Republicans were going to vote for her because they didn't like Diego. She was down 171,777 votes compared to her previous Democrat Secretary of State candidate predecessor, who I didn't know who it was. I had to look up who it was. And I think I'm pretty in tune mm-hmm. to like what's going on in politics. And I had to, who even was that person? So clearly that didn't translate either. So the two major party candidates- Were down two and a half percent had, in had, votes. Collectively. And when you look at the actual votes- uh, 400, I'm doing math off my head here, like something like 437,000 fewer votes between the two major parties compared to th- 2018. Mm-hmm. And there was, just like in 2018, a U.S. Senate race on the ballot. So you can't say, well, all these people came out to vote for U.S. Senate. No, there was a U.S. Senate race again, which we were told up until election day, well, it might be moderately competitive. It could be close. Whatever. It didn't translate. These candidates clearly did not inspire people to get out and go vote. Now, there was one candidate who did gain, mm-hmm. and that was the Libertarian who went up 33,035 votes. Now, there's still 1% of the ballots left to be counted, so it could change slightly. But So, overall, Diego down 2.1%, Destiny Wells down 0.4% in terms of the percentage of votes, and the Libertarian up Two point five percent. So, I, I, so they were down two and a half, and the Libertarian alone was up two. And up a half. two and a half, and the Libertarian was the only one to gain votes, mm-hmm. gaining about fifty percent. So you got the, the the Secretary of State Republican down, and again, I'm just doing off the fly here, over twenty percent. The uh, the Democrat Destiny Wells down about again fifteen percent, but yet the 
Libertarian up 50% in mm-hmm. terms of 50% ish in terms of total votes cast. So I just I think it's interesting. It shows where people are going, where they're trending. Mm-hmm. A lot of Republicans crossed over to vote Libertarian, and a lot of Democrats just didn't show up. Uh, Indiana ranked 45th in the country for voter turnout. That's so bad. Yeah, that's really apathetic or laziness or I, what? What do you attribute that to? I think it's 45th. I think it, well, and I also, but I also think it's Indiana does not put forth candidates that inspire people. Like when you think about 2016 and how uh, how many people show up to vote in the presidential primaries. We can get people to show up and vote, but let's face it, let's go back to 2018. Mike Braun and Joe Donnelly. Mm-hmm. It's an important race, but it doesn't motivate anybody to vote. They're not people that you go, man, I really got to go vote for Mike Braun. Same thing in 2022. Todd Young and Tom McDermott, top of the ticket, mm-hmm. do not inspire anybody to go Vote and and you need candidates who truly inspire people to go vote if if you're gonna if you're going to drive turnout in an election. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It is 11:28. Good morning. Here you come again. You say that you're my friend. Is this off of the new yeah. Bruce Springsteen album? It's good. Oh yeah. Right What's this one called, Kevin? It's called Any I've Other been. Way. Okay. It's uh, it's Veterans Day, mm-hmm. but it's also Bruce Springsteen Album Day. <laughs> and what a nice way to pay tribute to our veterans. They are not the same. Like giving me a new album to enjoy and lining his pocket with millions of dollars. <laughs> Nothing says love our veterans quite like that. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, Anna Navarro. This is a CNN political commentator, and she accused Ron DeSantis of gaming the system. <laughs> And that's why he had that blowout victory on election night. Uh, so she is now, I guess, a semi-fascist democracy hater because she's saying the election was was rigged. Mm-hmm. Um, Ron DeSantis won. Well, let's let's play what she has to say first, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah, I told you he was going to win bigly. Mm-hmm. But listen, Ron DeSantis barely won in 2018 by 35,000 votes by the skin of his teeth against a black, progressive, little-known mayor from Tallahassee, Florida. It didn't. T- yesterday, he won by 20 percentage points. Why? Because he gamed the system. Because he turned Florida into an unlevel playing field. They changed election laws, making it harder to vote by mail. They paraded uh, a bunch of people, black people, Mm -hmm. that they arrested for uh, voting fraud and paraded them in front of national media. He created an election police. He also... Uh, So, isn't that interesting that apparently... Black people are too stupid to vote in person if if there are rules on voting by mail. Mm-hmm. Isn't that fascinating? Mm-hmm. That sounds kind of racist to me. I, I don't know about you, but yeah. uh, I don't think anybody's going to call her out on that. Look, here's the deal. In Pennsylvania, there were a gajillion mail-in votes for John Fetterman. Mm-hmm. They had mass mail-in, unaccountable voting again. He ran up the score to the point where there was no way once the actual election day occurred. Because here's the thing about Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, here's you want to talk about a, a government and a system that is just bragging, waving their hands, going, look at how rigged our election process is. Pennsylvania has mass mail-in unaccountable voting. Like, it is just mail it out, mail it back in, whatever. But they have no in-person early voting. So you want a ballot, the government will go to the ends of the earth to ensure that a ballot is shipped to 
who knows who and who knows receives it and who knows who sends it back. Who's filling it out. But you want to vote mm-hmm. in person early. No, we can't have that. Mm-hmm. It's not about making voting easier. It's about ma- making voting less accountable mm-hmm. and a less of a way to track the votes. Isn't it amazing that in states where you have to show an ID, you have to prove who you are, there are election safeguards, whether it is Florida or Indiana, that that is overwhelming Republican. And these states like Pennsylvania, where they just ship the ballots to everybody mm-hmm. and they have no idea who ships it back, well, what do you know? They all, just all tend to be Democrats. Now, you might be too young for this, but do you remember when you used to vote, you would go in the booth and you would pull that lever and it was mechanical and it, it would actually close the curtain behind you. Is that how you guys did it in the 60s? <laughs> is that how the is that how you voted for Johnson? Well, you know what though? How is it that we have gone from that system which seemed to work okay, we knew who won by the night yeah. was over right. to what we've going on got going on now. The elections should be now it's a large process, but it should be a very simple process given the access to technology that we have today. There is a reason that Indiana can get the votes tabulated basically the night of. I realize that maybe 5 to 6% trickled in the next day. I understand that. But by and large, the majority of votes were tallied. There was no doubt who had won. Everybody had conceded. Whatever. Same thing in Florida. Many, many more votes being tabulated. They did it even quicker than Indiana did it. There, It is not a hard process unless you make it hard by design. Well, and according to CNN now, following election laws is called gaming the system. <laughs> it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIB. I'm sorry. And by the way, I'm sorry. I know you didn't vote for Johnson. I know. I just, I don't want people to think, wow, Casey is much older than I thought she was. She looks really good for her age. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, So I didn't want anybody to think you had actually cast a vote. How about that for a backhanded compliment? And I know you're, well. You look great for your age. We all know you're way too smart to have voted for Lyndon Johnson anyway. (laughs) Okay. So Dick Morris is warning that American billionaires are uh, running races these days. He says that uh, they have funneled in more than $881 million into federal races for the 22 midterm election. It's all part of the Americans for Tax Fairness. I think this is an interesting commentary. Now, Morris, of course, look, Morris is stooge for hire, right? Like Mm -hmm. he was a hired gun for Bill Clinton. He was, I don't know if he was directly worked for Donald Trump, but he was a hired gun by Fox News. He's a hired gun by Newsmax. Oh, you need me to be conservative now? I'll be conservative. You need me to be liberal? I'm happy to be liberal. But he does know how the game is played, Mm -hmm. and he does know what's going on. And I thought this was an interesting take that he has on money and politics. We need to be aware that this country is being hijacked by a few high-tech, globally elite billionaires who are writing 15 and 20 million dollar checks uh, from their country clubs uh, in New York and Silicon Valley. And uh, this is just outrageous and there's nobody talking about it. How, how do we expect these candidates to win yeah. when they have this kind of problem? Yeah. In New Hampshire, everybody was talking about uh, Bullduck and too bad he didn't win. Well, for goodness sakes, Bullduck spent $2 million and Hassan spent $21 million. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen in a race like so, that? So, so I go back and forth on this because he's right. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it, There's no doubt that a select group of people in this country play an outs- have outsized influence on the electoral process. But I also believe that money is free speech. 
right? You earn that money. You should be able to spend your money as you see fit. Now, where I get into the issue is they have screwed up the election laws to the point where these outside groups who sometimes don't have to identify who they are or who their donors are or where it comes from or whatever are able to bombard the airwaves. I believe you should be able to give whatever you want Mm -hmm. to whoever you want and make the candidate him or herself run the ad. Because if you're going to say so-and-so's a bad guy or a rapist or a murderer or a whatever, own it. You're the negative campaigner. This is what happens, right? The candidate always the runs. Uh, Cheryl will uh, loves kittens and puppies and and is always volunteering at the homeless shelter. And she has never said a bad word about anyone. And then if Cheryl's running against Bob, an outside group who may or may not have to disclose where their money comes from, Bob hates children. <laughs> Bob has defamed the elderly. So yeah, you're right. Cheryl doesn't have to say a bad word about Bob because. Cheryl is, even though Cheryl can't legally have any contact or co- co- uh, coordination with the superback, the superback who just magically happens to support Cheryl is saying all the bad things about Bob. You should. This would be so much better if people could just give whatever they want to the candidate, and then the can, and, and it would be easier to track the money and who's doing what. But they have totally screwed up and rigged this process. Well, George Soros, for example, funneled in more than four times. In the 22 races, then he did $128 million this guy gave to candidates. But you mentioned the billionaires and the super PACs. Okay, well, in 2018, $14 billion for midterms. This year, almost $17 billion. So so that is that is a, I'm just doing math all the time, almost a 20%, it is a 20% increase, mm-hmm. basically, over four years. Yeah. In money and politics. And here's the thing, you as a regular person cannot participate on the level that these people can participate on. Why does Eli Lilly give money to Eric Holcomb all the time? Boy, you think that's a coincidence that other large drug manufacturers give huge money to Eric Holcomb? Why didn't Eli Lilly give any money to Eric Holcomb before he was elected governor? If Eli Lilly believed Eric Holcomb is going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread and he is going to propel the state to a level of greatness never seen before, why didn't they give until after he was elected? They didn't give because they were going to they were going to give to whoever the governor was mm-hmm. because they want something. Had it been John Gregg or Eric Holcomb, why did they start writing those fat checks? Gee, could be the same reason we don't have medical marijuana in the state. I'm sure those things aren't connected at all. Not coincidence. You don't have the influence that an Eli Lilly or Roger Penske does because you can't buy and sell politicians with your donations. Yep. Well, like you mentioned, though, it's free speech and the Supreme Court has ruled on it. It is 1144 with Kennelly Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details.
Yesterday, we were talking about how Mayor Hawksett said it's a 50-50 chance on whether he will run for mayor of Indianapolis again. But yesterday, somebody else threw their name in the ring. Democratic State Rep. Robin Shackelford. She says that uh, she's she's going to give it a shot. And if she were to win, she would become the city's first female, first black, and first non-white mayor. So basically, they went the long way around on this to basically say, we've only had white men who have been mayors of Indianapolis up until now. And yeah, mm-hmm. so the, the Indy Star uh, has this article. Look, based on the election results... Because I know Abdul still is, and maybe still actively is, I don't know. But I think Abdul probably, because he is a very smart guy, looked at those election results and is like, there ain't no way a Republican's going to be elected mayor of Indianapolis based on the fact that Ryan Mears not only won easily, but blew past the competition. So whatever Abdul decision Abdul makes, you know, obviously he's looking at it and making a choice. But any person with any common sense is probably looking at that going, yeah, why would I... Why would I even want, as a Republican, to get involved in that? So, really, the mm-hmm. election to be the mayor of Indianapolis, and it could change. Look, maybe somebody will get in, and they'll be super inspiring, and they'll blow the doors off everything, and who knows? But very likely, the, may, the, the election to become the mayor of Indianapolis will be in a Democrat primary. And Robin Shackelford is interesting from the standpoint of she comes off pretty normal. She can she she looks like a competent person her speech at least was interesting now her politics and knowing what she is she is not a person who is going to do anything that resembles conservatism or accountable government or whatever but in in the field of hey we're kind of tired of hog set mm-hmm. let's try something else mm-hmm. she's obviously a very viable contender as she's a state representative well the thing that i did appreciate about her speech was that she's at least acknowledging the problems whereas ryan mears it's almost like you know head in the sand and oh it's great and everything's wonderful when clearly it's not but she said indianapolis is a tale of two cities one with good roads where residents don't worry about putting food on the table and feel safe in their homes and another with pothole ridden streets where residents struggle to get enough to eat and worry that at any moment a stray bullet will travel through their wall and strike their child. Yes, Rob. I have a question. I have my hand raised. Yes. Where are these safe areas with really nice streets? Well, yeah, I was I was curious about that as well. But the good the part that I'm talking about is that she says you're worried that a stray bullet will travel through, yeah, you know, and, yeah, and hit you. Yeah, but, there, but the, you notice. that's a real concern. It, it is where you live, though you do have very cheap gas. So, I mean, it's really a trade-off. Your life for uh, access to cheap gas. Awesome. Yeah. I might get there. Uh, look, here, here's the deal. I, I, I always enjoy going past your house. I get past. Now, now, what is weird is your neighborhood is great. It's, it's very interesting. It's, it's lovely. It's almost what she described. Your neighborhood and the houses around you and the infrastructure inside your neighborhood uh-huh. is great. However, to quote the movie Animal House, outside of your neighborhood, uh-huh. if I were you, I'd be leaving. What a great idea. <laughs> I mean, it, it's so weird. Yeah. But I love the neighborhood you live in once I get inside your... Once you get in there. Your neighborhood. It, it's not a gated community or anything like that. But boy. Yeah. Yeah. You, it's, you cross the line there and it becomes safe feeling and secure to oh it's dark no i can't go run that errand right now. yeah because the sun went down um the the interesting thing about her will be okay she's identified the problem 
great. Mm -hmm. That's how you campaign, especially against an incumbent, is convince everybody they suck and you're the person to fix the problem. She doesn't spell out anything she's going to do, though. And to fix crime in the city, you're going to have to do some really hard things that probably embolden and empower the police and really anger a lot of the Democrat base. So until she comes out and shows she's willing to do that, Mm -hmm. she's just a problem identifier rather than a problem solver. Well, isn't that step one? Right. Identify the problem. And you know what? Good on her at any rate for taking Chris Christie's approach. If you think that you can do the job, then do it and run because she is putting it out there before Hogsett's even said one way or the other what he's going to do. I I sadly think, though, that Indianapolis's problems as a whole are probably beyond solving for the foreseeable future because the collective political will it would take to solve these problems, given the makeup of how radical left the Democrat Party has become and it is going to very likely continue to be all Democrats making the choice, they're not going to do that. And sadly, Indianapolis, which was once, not that long ago, I'm not that old, I used to really enjoy coming down here and spending evenings down here and having fun with my friends, mm-hmm. I leave unless Kevin convinces me to to go uh, mentor him for an hour for lunch certain days. As mm-hmm. soon as show's over, I am out of here and I get out of here as fast as I can and I don't look back. And as soon as I hit 70, I breathe a healthy sigh of relief. Because <laughs> you're heading towards the burbs. Okay, let's talk about what's going on in Colorado. Police in Colorado launching a new effort next year to solve... The Jean Benet Ramsey case. Again. Nearly 30 years after her death. 30 years. Jeez, that, does that seem that she would be what, like mid 30s now? That doesn't seem possible, does yeah, it? Yeah, I know. Uh, okay, so they've got some new technology that could help them use DNA evidence found on her to create a profile to match the killer. This poor girl, obviously, number one, for what she went through, and their family. Mm-hmm. I'm saying family as a collective. Who knows whether the parents were ultimately involved or not? I don't know. But the family as a collective has consumed so much grief and heartache, just like with the Delphi murders. You hope eventually there is some semblance of justice. Certainly the mother has passed away, but while the father is is still alive and... Man, it's just a. She's somebody you can't even picture being old. It's almost no. like the, one of these people who's just forever, forever frozen young. in time. Yeah, yeah. Well, it would be nice to have some closure on that. Thanks to our veterans. Yes. You ha- guys are great. Yes, Veterans Day. Hey, I'm off next week. Good luck to all of you guys. Good luck to you, especially with Rob here. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Kevin. Have a great weekend and uh, come back here Monday. It's 93 WIBC. 